Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. My name is Al, and I am here with my dear, dear friend of many years, D. It's me! It's you! I'm a deer. You're a deer, like in the forest. <laughs> am I Bambi's dad? No. Aww. He's so hot. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm trying. That's my, that's my transition goals is Bark and Bambi's, Bambi's dad. Bambi's dad. The oh angles of Bambi's dad. He's got the angles. Dang, honey. The angle <laughs> for the dangle. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we've been at my house for a long time it's together. Been such a long day. We did four hours of D&D and we kicked ass. Yep. The Peter Butter Boys, we kicked ass. Peanut Butter Boys are doing good. Yeah, that's us. We're the Peanut Butter Boys. <laughs> if you wondered if our dumb shit extended to our tabletop gaming, yes, it does. You would be correct. <laughs> and then we recorded uh, a, a, a one. Yeah. And now this is the double record. Here we are, baby. We're, I feel like I'm out of shape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like we haven't done a double record for a while. We used to record two one-hour podcasts. Oh, could you? And watch a really bad TV series. We're just getting older. We can't handle it anymore. We aren't. We are getting older. (laughs) We're getting older. So we got to look back on the good old days. But more beautiful. Yeah, we're getting hotter for sure. We are definitely getting getting hotter. hotter. That's my plan is... (laughs) See, here's the thing. They don't tell you that you can go through second puberty uh, if you want to. Mm -hmm. If you really want to, as a treat, you can go through second puberty and you never age. It's... Honestly, delightful. <laughs> In fact, they start asking for your ID when you buy beer. <laughs> it's great. Okay, I want something effervescent. Effervescent? <laughs> yeah. I will give you something effervescent. I want something bubbly. Because you know what's effervescent to me? What? There's a series of photos that you've shared with me. Have I? Um, some wonderful pictures of yourself as a toe-headed little child. Yeah, that's true. But I have to wonder... Do you have any childhood photos where you're riding a pony? Do I have any childhood photos? Yeah. Oh, I must. Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I must. Because I, as a girl guide, a girl scout, oh. I did I did a horse ride. You did ponies. I don't, not a pony. Not a pony. But a horse, yeah. Okay, well, that's not what I'm asking. Oh, a pony. I'm asking about a pony. You know, I think that there were, when we were in the States, they had those, like, Walmart parking lot carnivals, mm. and they did have pony rides. I don't think we ever did them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. No. Why do you think ponies are so big for kids? Why do you... Because it's a small version of a horse, and horses are fucking majestic. I guess, yeah, that's true. Ponies that's true. are, like, it's a gateway to horse girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a horse is like a big dog. But it's, you know, ponies are beloved by um, children of all genders. Yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. When I was a kid, there was a series of, of like Babysitter's Club adjacent books. Yeah. They were called Pony Pals. I had Pony Pals. You had Pony Pals. Is it the one where you get in the book, there are like trading cards that you rip out? I believe so. Yes, absolutely. Uh, they had titles like A Pony for Keeps. And too many ponies. And don't hurt my pony. (laughs) And the girl who hated ponies. No. And it's just like, why do people universally love these small horses? I think because they're like dogs. Like, they're small and they're cute. They're smaller than horses. And horses are fucking giant. Yeah. Um, So if it's something smaller, but also as smart and loyal as a dog... People are going to, the humans are going to, like, glom onto that. I think you're giving ponies a lot of credit. Oh. Um, is what I'll say. <laughs> okay. 
in terms of Fine. intelligence. What if, could you imagine if there, like, the timelines, like, kind of splintered and instead of pony girls, there were monkey girls? Because they were oh. also, like, as intelligent, like wolves and stuff. Yeah. You know, like, there were wolf girls, there were pony girls. What if there was monkey, monkey folk? And there's just people who really like monkeys. I don't know. I mean, Jane Goodall. Yeah, she was a monkey girl. Yeah. I just think, I think we love as human beings, like a majestic looking animal. And horses are fucking sexy looking. There was a um, anthropologist named Louis Leakey. Yeah. And he, Jane Goodall was like one of his students along with two other women uh, who were interested in different, different kinds of primates. And they were uh, referred to as Leakey's angels. This is not something I made up. That's gross. You don't want to be a leaky angel. No, it was horrid. Did you know the leak is actually pee? <laughs> I'm mad at you. Um, <laughs> of course, leak is pee. You're leaking. You're leaking. You're leaking. <laughs> now, I, I wish I wish I could find some like kernel of un known historical truth to, yeah. to this question about ponies. Yeah. Um, but the answer may be as simple as they're just pretty cute. Yeah, they're just cute. They're just cute. According to the website Filter Free Parents, there are as many as four good reasons to buy your child a pony. No. For example, it could teach them budgeting, responsibility, and or boost their self-esteem. Each reason, to me, mysteriously makes pony ownership or ponership sound like a bad <laughs> idea. But then I'm not a parent. I just, you cannot, you cannot get, you cannot get your kids started on ponies. You can't get them a pony. Because that's, that's it for you. Well, Lisa had a pony. Who's, 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 or did Lisa have a horse on the Simpsons? I don't remember. I don't remember. She always wanted one. She, she was, she did always want a pony this or a horse. This phenomenon of like, can I have a pony? Like, it's so strange I to me. I wonder why. There has to be. There's got to be some. Now, here's the thing, weird thing, Al. I remember you telling me that there's a Nazi involved in this ad creep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, okay, okay. Um, now, this website, Filter Free Parenting, I was looking at, I was looking at this article, and, yeah. and I actually, to to speak to something that you just mentioned, I did see an adjacent article um, about squirting <laughs> and how it is just pee. And <laughs> did you send it to our group I chat? I did send it to yeah. our group chat, because we had been talking about that subject previously you know us and the boys us and the boys just the boys when you're in the dog house you just <laughs> when you're in the dog pound you're chat you're chopping it up with the boys <laughs> we're talking fishing we're talking brewskis we're talking bbqing we're talking gay lovemaking <laughs> you know just for the boys we're talking squirt is just pee <laughs> we're talking some pee is stored in the balls Oh, boy. <laughs> but uh, enough about that. Okay. There are countless stories spread across the internet about a specific phenomenon. Okay. There, there are tales from Corpus Christi to Chicago to Norwalk, California, and, and Fairmont, North Carolina, and everywhere in between. Between the 20s and the 80s, wandering photographers would frequent the suburbs with a camera, a Shetland pony, and a trunk full of child-sized cowboy costumes. Yeah, okay. I have seen these. Yeah. I have seen these. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like knock on your door and it's a pony to your door and you ride the pony and take a picture. Mm -hmm. Well, kind of. Like, they barely needed to do any sales technique at all. Yeah. Because the kids would do it for them. Oh. So you're saying 1920s to 1980s. Yeah. Okay. Mostly, the 50s was like the hot spot. 
Absolutely. I'm I'm already picturing you like, you can see it. I can see it. Little red cowboy hat, yeah. right? Like is it do you think it's like um the prevalence in the fifties of Western Yeah like Western TV and movie series like and, Wagon Train yeah, and all and that kind of stuff. And, yeah. um, Definitely. I'm sure that was part of it. But those were all horses. They didn't have ponies on those. They didn't have... I guess just ponies is little for a kid. Ponies is little. Ponies is little. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's a great point, actually. (laughs) Write it down. Hey, write it down. Hey, write it down. Ponies is little. So one look at the pony from where the kids sat playing in their yards, and they would go running for their parents, begging to take a photo on the pony. How did they know that they could take a photo on the pony? the man had a big camera. Oh, okay. Which in those days, very big. Yeah. And, And the parents were often inclined to agree to the offer once they heard that taking the photo was absolutely free. And then they had to buy the photo. Okay, so it's like a it's like it's like a, a restaurant photo situation yes, absolutely. where you're in a restaurant. They take the photo like, hey, I would like seventeen like dollars, please. The Disneyland yeah, photo as you yeah. come down mm-hmm. uh, what was previously Slash Mountain. Yeah. The screw was turned, however, as you said, when the photographer showed up with physical photo prints, charging the parents for wallet size and four by six versions of the pony pics oh they'd taken. So they, did they take the picture? Yeah. And then they had to develop it. Yeah, so they, they had to came develop back it. Later. And they came back. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Many personal accounts on photography forums will remember that if your mom wasn't willing to pay the price, the photographer would rip the photo up right there in front of her. Oh my god! I could just imagine me, a kid who famously lied all the time (laughs) and was known to be a fucking liar in my school and like go to school and be like, Guys, the pony guy came. I got my picture on the pony. I can't wait till you see. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, right. And then my mom wouldn't pay and they would rip up the photo. And I'm like, no, this time I wasn't lying. (laughs) The kids are like, pony up. Get it? I can't. Anyways, one woman named Sandra Johnson even posted on on a photography forum the scan of her torn up (gasps) picture alongside her own reconstruction in Photoshop. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. I can't, that's so sad. The kid, like the guy would, would just rip rip it up. up, Hey, you don't want to pay me the money? Like rip it and throw it on the doorstep. And the kid is so sad. They're like scooping up the pieces and keeping it. That's, that's a story right there. Well, the mom, the mom kept it, taped it back together and said, free photo. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah, Barbara. So this phenomenon, with its calculated approach to sales, owned these impresarios, the nickname Kidnappers. They called these people Kidnappers. Because it's... Why? Kid... Well, um, the what I read was basically that, like, professional photo studios would refer to these people as kidnappers. Yeah. To sort of, like... Make them seem less trustworthy oh, and like I bad see. business. So your Sears or JC Penney's studio. Exactly. Boy oh boy. By the way, folks, I've been seeing this a lot on like the TikTok, but JC Penney's and Sears still has a photo studio, mm. and the quality of photos are the ones that you remember from. You the, get the lasers. Still? The nineteen eighties and nineties. Yes, oh, absolutely beautiful. And I've seen a couple people do it, and they, they it looks great. We got to do that. I think we really should as a family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad we don't have any Sears or JC Pennies anymore. That is a shame. They're all gone. <laughs> well, it turns out that what these kidnappers really held hostage was the nation's obsession with the pony, a creature who, by the grace of a few hands more, would be a boring, ordinary horse. <laughs> pony is just a cute word. It's cute. cute. Yeah, it sounds yeah. cute. But enough about ponies. No. Have you ever heard of a pony car? Have I ever heard about a pony car? Yeah. Is it just a small car? <laughs> This is just a small, cute car. It's a type of car. A pony car is a, is it small? Yes. Well, well so they I've have heard. a different word for it. 
The automobile classification term pony car refers to a compact, highly stylized coupe or convertible. Okay. Or in modern parlance, a sports car. So were they called pony cars because they were Ferraris? No, because the, the, they were the the first um, pony car wasn't a Ferrari, so okay. they were calling them that before. Okay, um, but famous pony cars do include the Chevy Camaro, the Dodge Challenger, Mercury's Capri and Cougar, the Pontiac Firebird. Hell and, yes! And the Plymouth Barracuda. Barracuda. I love a Firebird. I yeah. fucking love a Firebird. Fair, truly, 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 truly. Because I remember going to um, our local Dairy Queen, mm. and there was, of course, a creepy guy with a Firebird, but it was hot red, like lipstick red, with a black Firebird on the hood. Oh my god! Yeah, I love a little Deuce Coupe. I just well, that's not a. Is <laughs> <laughs> not a, the the Beach Boys? Yeah, but Deuce Coupe is not a Firebird. No, but it's a little car. It is a little car. <laughs> Come on, I know from cars. I don't. <laughs> Hold on, can I tell you a Ferrari fact that I think is actually really cute? Okay. Uh, they they call their, like... I forgot you're a car guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call their, like, whole, like, biz and, like, factory the scuderia, which is, like, a cute word for, like, a pony padlock. I hate that. Is that cute? No, I think that's really cute. I think cute. that's awful. I think that's very adorable. Bad. Okay. <laughs> Fine. I'm going to ruin cars. Jesus. The popularity of pony cars is usually attributed to the Ford Mustang. Released, oh, Mustang, another pony! Released in 1964. Oh, I guessed wrong. But did you know that they had another kind of pony car less than a decade earlier? No, what's the car? Mm-hmm. A po- is it a horse? Is it based on a horse? It's a pony car. Okay, but this is not called the Stallion or whatever. No. Okay. It is a pony car. Well, I want to know now. What kind of car? In 1946. 46. Go on. <laughs> Henry Ford II, a.k.a. Hank the Deuce, (laughs) which is what they called him. (laughs) What? I mean, that's a cool name, man. Yeah. In 1946, he recruited 10 U.S. Air Force veterans to become executives at Ford Motors. After inheriting the company from his grandfather, he badly needed help, and the World War II vets, who had all been part of a management science operation called Statistical Control, were looking for a new gig. Mm-hmm. Since the war, Ford Motors had been losing $9 million a month, probably as a result of shifting their manufacturing during the conflict. Ford created over 8,000 B-24 Liberator bombers for the Allies, Mm -hmm. as well as hundreds of thousands of tanks and Jeeps. Yep. They also had a Ford subsidiary in Germany producing a significant amount of materials for the Nazis through forced labor. Wait, what? (laughs) Wait, (laughs) what? Wait, what? Wait, both sides? Is that? What? Sorry, both sides? Of course, they're making money. Making money. So, okay, so they got around, did they get around the, like, the war bills that said you, we can't, Americans can't sell to Nazis anymore by oh, yeah. just, by, it's not a Ford company, it's just a separate entity, but really wink and a nudge. Yeah, kind of, more okay. or less. Okay. While the Reichstag had taken control of the Ford plants in Germany, the Michigan-based HQ maintained no. 52% ownership. So they got money from it. Yeah. And Henry Ford's close relationship with the Nazi government gave them access to scarce supplies like rubber. So Henry Ford was the reason that yeah. the Nazis had access to of things course. like rubber. He smelled like a Nazi. He was um, a Nazi. <laughs> I, I just love how, like... There's a rule, there's specifically, and we've talked about this multiple times, a rule in the United States where, like, during a time of war, a.k.a. World War II, like, American businesses have to completely pull out of Nazi Germany. Yeah. Uh, But, like, oddly enough, the the checks kept coming. (laughs) What are we supposed to do? (laughs) They're just mailing it to us. I don't know. 
Oh, awful. Ford refused to contribute to the American war effort until the attack on Pearl Harbor. I guess he didn't want to give up the Grand Cross of the German Eagle that he was awarded by Hitler in 1938. 19... Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So pre-war even. Mm-hmm. But even, Christ. yeah, up until... Pearl Harbor, they were like, hey, could you guys at Ford manufacture some stuff for the American Army? Just in case. No. no. I don't wanna. No. Mm. Uh, I don't think I need to point out that he was an outspoken anti-Semite. It should be pretty obvious at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. But Hank the Deuce's whiz kids helped pull the company out of its tailspin and also helped them start putting pressure on smaller auto manufacturers like Studebaker, oh. Packer, Hudson, and Nash. Oh, wow. I, I love a Hudson. I used to think a Studebaker was a <laughs> couch. No, like that's I've, a Chesterfield. I, yeah, I think I mixed it up with Chesterfield. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you know who the most famous of these so-called whiz kids was? Um, no. Whomst? Eisenhower. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? Um, no, it was uh, future Secretary of Defense to JFK, Robert McNamara. Ah! Hey, he's a whiz kiss, all right. If you've ever seen the documentary Fog of War, you know this fucking dude had his fingers in pretty much every major American pie of the 20th century. Why not? This was the motherfucker that committed American forces to combat support in Vietnam and recommended the use of Agent Orange. Oopsie doozy. Whoops. Whoops, whoops, whoops. And then after that, he became the president of World Bank, an organization that <laughs> modernized global colonialism through monetary incentives. Plus. This motherfucker <laughs> is this the man who made you leave no that was that was roy cohen and we will get oh, there. okay 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 so in january 1956 ford became a publicly traded company allowing them to expand their line and try to fill new market niches that they hadn't previously hmm. they had long been looking to change the lincoln into a more upmarket vehicle and create a new intermediate car to fill mm-hmm. that empty niche that's funny because the lincoln is like I guess I see a Lincoln as, like, grandpas drive it. Yeah. But I think because it was popular when her grandpas were around. Yeah. But, like, bigger, bigger cars. Like a Lincoln Town car is, yeah, like, Yeah, Jesus Christ. A nice, a, a culturally considered yeah. to be a fancy car. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't before. No. So they began to research and develop a new project to, to be an intermediate vehicle with the codename E for Experimental Car. Oh, an E-car. An E-car. Wow. <laughs> the... Sheer amount of hype that Ford put into this car is ridiculous. Now I'm calculating. Yeah. Because I'm I'm feeling like it's a fucking like it's a one of those cars that fucking blew up. Blew up like exploded or yeah like literally exploded. Oh, like a Gremlin or a Pinto or a. Okay. Okay. They talked out their asses about how they did incredible market research and product development and insisted that the public was going to be so bananas about their new car that they would be flying off the lot like the fucking Jetsons had bought them. Hell yeah. They were incorrect. Oh. Okay. The car was named the Edsel. (gasps) Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. After Henry Ford's son, a.k.a. Henry II's father. Yeah. They had a really difficult time naming this thing. They hired the advertising agency Foot Cone and Belding, who asked their employees to suggest names for the product. Oh, my God. They suggested 18,000 different options. And I, we're going to read them right now. <laughs> Here they all are. God. They st- also stopped random Americans on the street and asked them for first thought reactions to names like Mars, Jupiter, Rover, Arrow, Dart, and Ovation. Those are all better names than Ensel. <laughs> they wrote to the famous poet Marianne Moore for suggestions. Oh, no, I love this. And she wrote back with a list of names including Intelligent Whale. What? Intelligent Bullet. 
bullet cloison. Ford Fabergé. Ford Fabergé is actually so good. Mongoose Civique. Oh and Utopian Turtle Top. I love that. <laughs> no. Utopian Turtle it's Top. so good. That's the new sex move I'm inventing right now. Oh. <laughs> it's percolating. Finally, a list of 10 names was presented to Ford's executives, including options like Corsair, oh. Pacer, Ranger. Oh, okay. So these are all ones that you've, they've used. No, these hadn't been used. Yeah, at this but they're going history, to but, be yeah. used. Yeah. And citation. Citation is very funny. That's to me. really weird. That's what you get when you park back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you see, it's ironic. It's ironic. <laughs> then, chairman of the board and professional brown noser Ernest Breach said, "Why don't we call it Edsel? You know, after my boss's dad. Maybe then he'll love me." No, <laughs> you can't. It was a name that prompted people to say, "Sorry, did you say pretzel?" <laughs> Famously. Famously. <laughs> wow. As for the car itself, they made some stylistic choices. I can't wait to see this car. I'm, I think I have a, like, a picture in the back of my mind. Instead of a horizontal grille on the front of the car, yeah. they made it more of a vertical upside down jujube shape. Ford, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Ford himself heard jokes that the front of the car named after his father looked like a toilet seat, a clitoris, or an Oldsmobile sucking a lemon. Well, they said a specific part of the female anatomy, but that's the vulva? both <laughs> inaccurate, <laughs> transphobic, <laughs> and, um, you know, we can be more specific. The vulva. No, the clitoris specifically. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A little button. A little button. Beep, beep. Needless to say, the car hey, was... Hey, you put that car on T, grow a much bigger one. <laughs> It'll get much bigger. Uh, really? <laughs> Needless to say, the car was not a success, and Aww. it wasn't helped by the fact that it was released a couple months after the stock market plunged the country into oh, a recession. Oh, boy. Prior to revealing the car, salesmen promised to sell 200000 in their first year. Do you want to guess how many they sold? Like seven. <laughs> 63000 Oh, my God. And in the second year, it dropped below 45000 So this was like, it's, it's a compact car. Yeah. So it's smaller. <laughs> so the... It's so funny because, like, in the 80s, this is not where we were going as, like, car owners was a smaller car. Well, this is the 60s. Oh, sorry, six, even 60s, sorry, even 60s. Like, we, we weren't in need of a smaller car, even more so than the 80s, because, like, it was well, about... They, they also put out a bunch of different versions of it for, like, yeah. different families. Oh, really? Like, like, like a Honda Fit. Like exactly. Like, bigger, slight, okay. Yeah. Gee, it just looked bad. It just looked bad, and okay. people didn't like it. Yeah. People came and looked at it and went, okay, and then they left. In 1959, after three long years of desperately trying to sell this car, they gave it a mercy killing. Oh, bless. But what made this Ford's first true pony car? As sales floundered, the company came up with a promotional idea similar to photographers of the era, no. but with a little more oomph. What are they doing? Every Edsel dealer ran a contest in which, while parents test drove the lemons, the kids waiting at the dealership could fill in a submission to name a pony displayed outside the showroom. Wait, you had a pony had outside? A pony. Yeah. Oh my god. The child with the best name for the pony won. The pony. They won the pony. You remember back then in the 60s where you could just, like, win a pony? You could win a horse. It's like going to the carnival and winning a goldfish in a bag. Sometimes you just win a horse, and now you have a horse. And now this is yours. Enjoy. Here's a burden for you. Your child said it should be named Jimmy, and now Jimmy is yours. <laughs> Sorry? 
Where do you keep it? Outside the outside is, the showroom. This is how this is like I blame Mr. Ed for like <laughs> the the idea that you could live like he was so good at baseball though. <laughs> Ford bought one thousand ponies. But a lot of the winners, or at least their parents, declined the prize instead opting for the alternative two hundred dollars cash. I if I was a pony. If I was a pony. And I like, hey, congratulations, you won this pony, and they're like, no, we'll, we'll take the cash. We'll two hundred dollars yeah, cash. Number one, I'll be like, that's kind of sad. No one wants it. Number two, I'm like, two hundred dollars. That's oh, it. Can I? I'm a pony. Can I have it? <laughs> pony up, baby. <laughs> as for the unclaimed ponies. Yeah. Oh. As oh, far no. as I can tell, they were shipped back to Ford in Detroit. Despite my best attempts, I can't find any details on these guys. Best case scenario, they wound up at a ranch where they could be loved and hugged and worshipped by children or never see children again based on individual pony preference. Worst case scenario, Hank the Deuce personally killed and ate them. As with most of history, the truth is probably somewhere in between. No, if they're going to Detroit, they're glue. They're glue, baby. They're glue all the way down. Do you want to see a commercial? I want to see this car so bad. I love these. Uh, if you'd like to see it, uh, you can go to our sources. Yeah. Yeah. We'll return after these messages. Howdy, boys and girls. This is your wagon master, Ward Bond. And have I got a surprise for you. Suppose now, just suppose that you could have anything in the whole wide world that you wanted. What would it be? Well, I think I know. A real live wagon train pony with a long, beautiful, silky mane and tail. And now, here comes the surprise. A pony like this can be yours, all for your own. For every Edsel dealer in America is giving away one of these Western ponies. That's right, over 1,000 of these ponies are being given away. One at every Edsel dealer. All you have to do to win your pony is just to name it. That's right. If yours is the winning name, you'll win a real, live, wagon train pony. Just imagine if you win, you can go for rides every day, and you'll be the envy of every other boy and girl in the neighborhood. So get your mother and dad to take you to the Edsel dealer in your town, so you can write your pony name on the official entry blanks that gives the easy contest rules when your mom and dad take a demonstration drive in the new 1958 Edsel. And you may be the lucky boy or girl in your neighborhood who wins a real, live, western wagon train pony. Welcome back to the show. I truly cannot believe this commercial. That was an advertisement for ponies. <laughs> this is fantastic. <laughs> I, it's like, what, a minute? Is it it's a, a minute? like a full minute long. You, you see the car for maybe three seconds. <laughs> At it's the horrible. end. So here's our friend Ward. Ward Bond. He was uh, he played the wagon master on Wagon Train. He's really drunk. He's so drunk. He's and slurring he did, his words. He did die in like the fourth season of Wagon Train. Okay, and this is fifty eight, right? Yeah. Okay. So like, he's just this. This is the pitch. The pitch is in the car. He's selling this to the kids. He is. Yeah. I'm, which is like. I, I'm so, and we've talked a lot about the rules and regulations in the 80s with Reagan saying, like, 
advertising towards kids is inherently manipulative because they don't know right and wrong or real or fake. And so maybe we should put on some restrictions. Mm -hmm. And in here in 58, like it's the wild fucking West. Like this is something new. Yeah. Like advertising is just starting for kids. Hey kids, you want a pony? Like I could imagine like kids watching like the Lone Ranger and like wagon train and that sort of shit. And seeing this is like, hell Yeah. And kids are so, when they're being manipulative, there's, you know, the nag factor and all that where the kid's like, hey, let's go see a car. Mom and dad, why don't you buy a shitty car you don't want so I can have a pony that you also don't want? Jesus Christ. But I guess you didn't see if this was working in that. It didn't work. Well, did it bring in a lot of families? Probably not. People would come in. You know, they would fill out the ballot. They would test drive the car. They wouldn't buy the car. No. And then they'd win a pony and say, actually, I would like the $200 cash. Yeah. Gosh. So you see, my favorite part is they have a little kid and they're riding the pony. And then the voiceover is like, you, if you win this pony... You're going to be the envy of your neighborhood. Everyone's going to be like, that kid's got a friggin' pony. Like, you can ride it every day, it says. And, like, you can... And then the neighborhood kids are, like, petting the pony. Like, wow, you have a pony. And my favorite part is when this little kid goes to sign up and say the name. The name that he's given this pony is Jocko. This kid didn't win. Come on. Jocko. No, absolutely. This is my favorite part of this, like, tactic that they've done. Yeah. Is that they've created a system in which it's not a random draw. Yeah. Someone has to... Like, go through all of these wow. names these kids have written down and decide what wow. they think the best one is. You don't think they just draw it? They probably just drew it. I don't know. There was a little girl who won, and the name that she chose it was for an Appaloosa pony, and she named it Paint and Patches. That's really cute. It's That's cute, a really yeah. good name. So maybe they did choose maybe it. Maybe they did just choose it. Oh. This is great, because this is such a great example of, like, very early advertising for aimed at kids yeah. before a product that is for adults you don't back then you didn't see that now you see it all the it's time it's the same thing with the, the the you know the photographers who would come into your yeah. yard with a pony you're like obsessed with the pony you want to see the pony you want to wear the cowboy outfit mm. you want to get on the pony they take the photo and then this they come so back good. and try to sell the photo to your parents this is so good it's so funny because right now in my econ class <laughs> i show a a documentary it's called consuming kids and it's specifically about the history of advertising towards children and how psychologically this is not very a good thing <laughs> but the corporations figured out it's very very valuable yeah wow thank you for sharing that. It's really interesting you are welcome i, really like I had it. a lot of fun cars and advertising for kids man i love it <laughs> Uh, it's 2023. It's 2023. And Ford, you know, they're still around. Yeah. They're still selling cars. Still cranking them out with that Nazi money. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot. They took they took in a lot of checks. <laughs> I couldn't even name you, like, because Ford isn't something that's around. Well, yeah, Ford is, like, uh, culturally devalued, I think, depending on what, where you fall. Yeah. Oh, like the F series. Okay, the Ford F one fifty. Like yeah, that's for, the thing is that like trucks. Depending on where you live, what yeah. kind of economic class you're in, your politics. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I think we got to bring back the pony car. Okay. Uh, and I'm talking about the 2023 Ford Mustang electric car. Oh no! They're hot, ladies and gentlemen. They're Are they here. hot? They're hot. They're here. Uh, so like they get really hot. Yeah, they get so hot. Um, and they got seat warmers. Uh, so, you know, 
Ford is, and all these car companies have been fighting electric cars for such a fucking long time. <laughs> yeah. And now they're get, like, okay, people are buying them and we can charge a lot of money for yeah. them. Um, but I think people are still, it's not necessarily worth it currently, especially when like large plots of land are not you can't plug in your car yeah like right it's also not any more necessarily environmentally conscious because of the uh, cobalt mining for the batteries the lithium the you know or like for example up north uh in bc the car chargers are connected to diesel engines yeah (laughs) Yeah, because you can't electrify up there and it still takes an incredible amount of fossil fuel to manufacture the cars by the way my our producer this is his job (laughs) (laughs) electrifying (laughs) bc um will we have him on as a guest no we don't fucking care Uh, (laughs) true true we love you okay so they're 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 trying to pitch this ford mustang yeah but it's not working so well. <laughs> no. So instead, I think they're going to do a bait and switch. Okay. Because you know what's popular nowadays on the YouTube? Homestead farm videos. Oh, no. Are they going to do a trad wife thing? <laughs> <laughs> trad wife. Trad wife. Okay. You... <laughs> You have, and they're not, okay, it's not going to be kids. It's going to be young, impressionable women, Mm. right? Or uh, literally anyone who looks at, like, the, okay, there's two, There, I'm picturing two types. Trad wives who, like, (laughs) love those those big titties, those big naturals. They got them out, baby. (laughs) But I think, like, in our generation, there's this, like, pull towards, like, farming and, like, away and off the grid cottage core cottage kind of core stuff yeah where we're like i kind of just want to be away from it all and i'm sure i'll have an apiary like i'll farm bees or whatever the fuck like i'll make mead and then there's the like ultra conservative like off the grid like that sort of there's it's super a spectrum, religious baby. there's a spectrum right so this hits a lot of people yeah i think so for sure so i think ford <laughs> i think ford is like hey you come in you name this horse, but you're going to win a Mustang, but really it's a car. Oh, they're saying you'll win a Mustang. It's a bait th- and switch. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to have that fast horse you can no, ride you're gonna all over. You're going to get the stupid car. Like in the small print, it does say electric Mustang. And you're like, how do you, this horse, this how horse do you, is electric? you plug it in? Or, <laughs> but we don't know. We're dumb city folk, right? Yeah. So we sign up to name the horse and you really just win a Mustang. Like, Here's your car. And you're Here's like, your I, I will take the $200, can't. please. No. <laughs> Actually. Yeah, it's still two hundred dollars. Yeah. So yeah, the commercial is just a beautiful, big-breasted, traditional wife. She is making fetish content. Yeah, she is making co- and cornbread. Yeah, and flapjacks, etc. And she's telling us about like how good it is to get off the grid, which is ironic because you will need a grid. <laughs> the grid is actually. <laughs> vital to the electric Mustang. Or just a diesel generator, really. We're not picky. <laughs> yeah. uh, fill that fucking with coal and then power your electric car. It's green, baby. Um, and she's talking about how you want to come to these Ford dealerships yeah. and look at these Mustangs, right? <laughs> you gotta check out these Mustangs. You gotta check out these Stangs, These baby. powerful, beautiful creatures. It's just, God, you want to slap them on They're the haunches. They're so strong and fast. And uh, you want to buy, maybe you want to buy a horse. Yeah. Maybe the contract is like, you want to buy this horse and you're riding the horse and you're like, yeah, I'm going to start my farm and have a horse. And they're like, you sign the contract. Here is your electric You have to vehicle. name this car. You have to name this car. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. 
that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's what I was showing you before. You have to name this car. And then the best name for the car wins the car or $200. What would, what would you name this car? Sparky. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> There is a Chevy Spark that's... Oh, is there? Yeah, it's very cute. We're in a real mess, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We're really in it now, folks. (laughs) Uh, Ford, I will take your car because it's hot. I love it. I won't. I love a Mustang. I don't drive. (laughs) Yeah, what would you do with it? You would want the horse. Sell it for parts. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Or just the whole car. Yeah. Just the whole car. Anyway, that's... I don't think anybody else should have a car. No. (laughs) I'm just joking. Okay, well, good good luck walking home. It was a joke. (laughs) Please. Uh, You live so far from me. (laughs) No, I don't. It's just... Anyway. Okay, that's the commercial. I love it. Al, you know what? What? I have a local ad, (gasps) and it also features just the hottest horses you've ever seen. Oh, Are you ready? I want to see some hot horses. This is the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. (laughs) Yes. 2010. Oh, my God. You can uh, see it in our sources. What a specific moment in time. Right? (laughs) I'll tell you of a kingdom from another place and time. A land where you can go to leave your troubles far behind. A world of mirth and merriment where magic fills the air. A kingdom called the Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair. So bring your friends and family and cast away your cares. Let's all of us be merry at the Renaissance Fair. Weekends through October 31st. Behold the fantasy at parenfair.com. I beheld the fantasy. Right? Hey, number one, get a load of those wenches. <laughs> that fairy? The fairy is very the fairy, good. The hot fairy. The <laughs> midriff exposed. We saw her belly button and everything. <laughs> I love when grandpa was just like smiles ear to ear next to a couple of wenches. I love the, the uh, sort of clown type magicians yeah. that pulled a cloche off a plate and there was a little bird in there. Pennsylvania's wet and wild. <laughs> the, the music? Oh, God. Apparently, this is a huge Renaissance fair. Wow. Uh, and it goes for a very long time. Um, and uh, apparently, according to, uh, I found this via uh, one of my favorite podcasts, Podcast the Ride. Mm. Um, and apparently, kids would be like trucked in to see, go, like, oh, to go wow. to the Renaissance fair um, as like a school trip. <laughs> Weird. I kind of wish I had gotten to do that. Right? Then we didn't get to do anything about that. I also cannot believe how much I want to see live jousting. I would love to see live jousting. I would love to see live jousting. I would love to joust. No, really? Yeah. I think you'd be really good at it, actually. Thank you. I think you got the strong legs and the... And the low balance point. Yeah. Right? I think you could fucking. And I've ridden a horse before. And you've ridden a horse before. At least once. So there you go. Many could times. you imagine, Al, you in a set of armor? Ooh. Now we're talking. 
It's our horse era, baby. We are in our horse era. Wow. If you have a favorite Renaissance Fair commercial that you want to show me, <laughs> or anything with horses, really, you can uh, email us at creeps at gmail.com. Yeah. We're going horsey mode. We're going horsey mode. You can also find us in horsey mode on uh, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and co-hosts at yep. ad creeps mm-hmm. uh we have a, a coffee a kofi you yep. can find us at ad creeps there and that's um it that's it that's all of it okay. that's all of them al and i are gonna put on our sexy knights costumes and we're gonna ride straddle these hossies Ooh. and we're gonna ride off into the sunset together let me make sure my cod piece is on correctly <laughs> it is <laughs> whoa that's pointy until next time we, we are, are signing, signing off, off. Word for my spouse. Giddy up, baby. Nay. Oh, weird. <laughs>